Do you want to do the intro? Um, well, we haven't really decided what our intro should be yet. Just do an intro. Okay. Do 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 Sam and Zilnick on the podcast. The date, 12, 28, 2016, 4.38 p.m. The setting, kitchen table. This is one of the rare events where we're actually together for this, even though it's our first episode. Cool. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> so we don't really know what this podcast is going to be quite yet. Uh, it's called Friends Forever. At least that's the working title. Uh, the idea here is that Sam and I have been friends forever. We've known each other since second grade. Oh, yes. Gavert Stransky associated. Yes, exactly. And uh, we've just gone through a lot of like really silly, stupid experiences together. Uh, so we figured we'll record it. Or we'll record some stories, and hopefully, maybe one or two of them will be good, maybe? At least one. Okay. Um, just to set a little bit more context, we're both in Sam's kitchen. Uh, we're hanging out. We are both full of sushi. We went to a nostalgic place from our youth, known as the one and only Hockey Sushi. It is called Hockey Sushi. Nobody knows why it's called Hockey Sushi. But Hockey Sushi is famous for being the first all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant in Thornhill, Ontario. Which is a pretty big deal because since then there's probably been like at least 15 other ones, most of which have either gone out of business, changed ownership, changed names, all sell pretty much the same stuff. Including hockey. Hockey definitely sells the same stuff. They are no better other than that they are first. And, and they've been around now for many years. A very interesting thing is when you, when you first hear the name Hockey Sushi, at least I, I, I might think it's like H-O-K-I, and maybe that's in some Asian language, like a word. I think word. that's racist. Well, I'm just telling you what I think. I mean, Still racist. It, it might be, but I, I'm not doing it maliciously, and I think it, it adds to the story. <laughs> um, but then when you get there, no, it's hockey, and like, like the Canadian sport. And I believe that they felt that that would help them uh, get more patrons. Wh- which it did. I mean, we've which been going did. there, I guess... I mean, and, we haven't been there I in mean, years. I mean, there's nothing on the menu. Like, there's no puck roll or, like... Oh, that's a missed opportunity. Or, like, hockey stick hand roll. That's a... Yeah, that's a, that's a sex move, actually, if uh, I'm not mistaken. <laughs> the old hockey stick hand roll. But, yeah, there's nothing... There's no semblance of anything hockey-related. But I think they just were like, well, we're in Canada. Let's call it hockey sushi. And, and it worked. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um... And we've been going there for a while now. I mean, we, we started going there in high school. Uh, we used to basically go there, order as much food as we could with our friends, and just take a bunch of photos, which is really weird looking back at it, even though that's what we did today as well. But today we did it more for the nostalgia purpose. But the, the difference is we could just fuck around on like Snapchat right now or take phones from the in, take our phones out and take pictures for Instagram but back then cell phones were still kind of rudimentary so we would bring like you know 16 megapixel camera Canon power shot and just take pictures and annoy probably everyone else in the restaurant now that I think about it this actually brings us to a new segment in the podcast called Sam complains about technology uh, this, is a, this is a brand new segment that we're just starting right now, uh, where Sam talks about how technology is uh, ruining our lives and ruining the world, and, uh, and back in the day we didn't used to have it and we lived better lives. Sam, take it away. Well, I mean, what's left to say after that lovely intro? Um, I don't know if that's exactly what I was doing, but I'll, I'll, I'll run with that. Uh, I remember a simpler time with uh, Nokia phones that could withstand a nuclear apocalypse. 
uh, could play Snake and Snake Alone, and they Snake were Snake Alone was a great game. They were used for talking, and that's really it. Um, nowadays, your phone setting on your phone is like an afterthought, and I realize I sound like an old man right now, but let's be honest, I've been an old man in a younger man's body for many years. That's true. Uh, any funny stories that you remember from Hockey Sushi from when we were kids? Yes, actually. Let's uh, hear a it. Few, a few come to mind. One, I remember there, there was a big group of us, as there often was. We'd go there sometimes like after exams or just on the weekend. Uh, with a lot of people from high school. And there, there, there was one day where there was like a, at least eight of us jam-packed into this little table. The tables were very flimsy. Uh, everyone was packed in there. So if you got up, you had to really move backwards before moving upwards. Otherwise, the whole table would uh, probably flip and all the food would fall on, on the people sitting opposite you. Funny you say that. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, for whatever reason, on that day, Ari had a nosebleed. And um, he was very shocked at at finding this happening on his face. Well, somebody notified me of the fact that I... A man sitting across from you. Who was it? Named Aaron. Was it him? It was. Aaron Spiro. Shout out to our boy, Aaron Spiro. And uh, he alerted you and you jumped up upwards instead of backwards causing As one does causing the ta- the contents of the table to fall dangerously towards the people on the other side of the ta- of the table which included myself and, and young Aaron and uh, I saved the day by not spilling a single thing on it right you were able to avoid a calamity and my nose was fine and you ended up being fine yep but that's something that uh, we all still bring up years later. Speaking of nosebleeds, and we've had a, we've had a couple of good uh, nosebleed stories um, growing up. One in particular that really stands oh, out. Oh, that's a great great segue, actually. <laughs> um, this was a couple of years before that hockey sushi incident. Uh, this was again just you know Sam and I've been friends forever. Uh, eighth grade <laughs> uh, final exams, which is really funny to think about. I I kind of forget that we had final exams in elementary school. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I was too stressed out about tests from such a young age. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely lasting psychological damage. But that's wow. neither here nor there. Wow, that's uh, a whole other uh, <laughs> set of issues to delve into. Yeah, yeah. Tune um, in next time, <laughs> or or not, or or don't. Um, well, so we're so we're getting ready for our Hebrew t- Hebrew exam. Um, it's one of the last days of school. Sam and I used to do this weird thing uh, where we used to, before exams or for exams, uh, get a bunch of like little figurines and put them on our desk for good luck. We used to call them deskal ornaments. Oh, yes. Um, and I don't even know. That has nothing to do with the story, but, but we used to do that. Um, I, actually, but anyway, I forgot about that. Yeah, right now. yeah. Sam and I were, were hanging out outside of the, the exam. A suit, a, probably what ended up happening was Sam was talking about how much he studied and I was talking about how much I didn't. Because uh, that's usually what ended up happening. Uh, I would fuck around and Sam was actually a good student. And for some reason, I don't know if you remember why this was. I was, and Sam and I have slightly varying stories about this. This is true. Um, I was punching the air and really showing off my, my Kung Fu mastery. I don't know if Sam has a different sort of take on that. But basically, I was punching the air. I'm going to stick to it. And I 
Sam came a little bit too close to my fist and not the other way around and I ended up punching him in the face. Uh, we had about five minutes to go before the exam and Sam has a nosebleed now and I'm concerned. I mean, he's my friend and his nose bleeding. I feel awful because I punched my friend in the face and now he's bleeding and we have five minutes to go before this exam. So we run together to the bathroom, get Sam cleaned up, get cleaned up on time, start the exam on time. Sam got a hundred on that fucking exam. Maya, if you will. I will. He <laughs> in, crushed in it. And I think it's all due Maya to Achuz. me. Um, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in here, if Please. I may, and give just some slight variations to, to find the, the nugget of truth within that story. Sure. Um, Ari was uh, displaying his kung fu skills. Oh, it, so you agree? I, I agree with that. Good. Uh, much like... You know, there's that Simpsons episode where uh, I know exactly, Lisa I know exactly what you're talking are about. Rotating their arms and legs and being like, "Oh, I'm just going to do this in a straight line, and if I happen to hit you, then you should have moved out of the way." That that's what comes to mind when I think of this. But um, you know, I I was stationary because I wasn't the one doing kung fu, and uh, as Ari was was throwing punches into the air, he inched forward mm-hmm. because I see no reason why I would have moved into a fist. That seems counterproductive. Maybe. I, I, was, I was surprised that you did it as well, to be fair. Um, I agree. Counterproductive. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let people come to their own conclusions here. Uh, but regardless of the reason for it, yeah, the rest of the story is pretty accurate. You then hit me in the face and uh, we, we had a bleeder on our hands. Sure did. And uh, the whole time, though, we were just laughing that this situation had even occurred. Yeah, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, you were never, and I re- really appreciate this. You were never upset with me, not even for a single second. This is you true. weren't thrilled with me, but you were not, <laughs> that's you were also, not, that's also true. you were not I upset. I definitely wasn't thrilled, but uh, yeah, I got, got a few tissues, cleaned my, uh, my nose up, and then went in and, and aced the shit out of that test. I love it. I love it. And this actually brings us to a new segment in our podcast uh, called Medical Tips with Sam. So, Sam, what should you do when you have a nosebleed? Um, I mean, if possible, try not to take an exam right afterwards. This is, this is some general advice. Okay. Uh, so but, you're not following your own advice? No, but, but back then I, I, was, I was unaware of these rules. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to, you want to put some pressure on it, uh, on, on the nostrils, uh, look, tilt your head backwards. And, uh, Can you just do a demo of what that sounds like? Great, thanks. So for, for those of us who aren't watching what's going on at the kitchen table, I just plug my nose and tilt my head backwards into the microphone as if it were a screen. Uh, so that should be sufficient for your run-of-the-mill uh, nosebleed unless you know something you know, tore or rupture. There's actually a more significant source of the bleed than just one of the superficial um, blood vessels in your nose. And of course, assuming you don't have any, you know, blood condition or any other reason that would allow you to breathe, to bleed more intensely. But for, for, you know, your little cuts and scrapes or just people running around hitting each other before exams, that, that'll be sufficient. Great. Thank you for that segment. All right. We now return to our regular podcast. <laughs> um, I'm still here with Sam. So we have, we have a couple um, directions we could we could take the podcast now. I'm going to defer to Ari here and see what he has to say. We could go back to the realm of, of hockey sushi and, and talk about some more instances there. I think one interesting segment would be what to do 
at an all-you-can-eat sushi place if you have leftover food that you were supposed to eat. I love it. And you're trying to uh, get out of having to pay extra. I think that's awesome. We, we, we can go there first if you'd like. Yeah, I think we should. So we, we had this friend growing up, and we'll still have him. His name's Oren Coomer, and he was, an ex- he was an expert at doing this. Basically, at, um, maybe different places are different, but where we grew up, uh, you are not allowed to have any additional food on your plate. Uh, it's actually a very Jewish concept when you think about it. My mom has the same rule in her house where you have to clean clean off your plate uh, before you get dessert. Um, anything that you order that you do not eat, you get charged for. I don't think we'd ever actually been threatened by that rule. But a lot of that is due to the fact that we got very good at hiding uh, food that we didn't eat in different places around uh around the restaurant and it can really range we're talking you know individual pieces of sushi we're talking hand rolls we're talking slices of sushi pizza a slice of chicken teriyaki here or there maybe a little tempura so it was really the the whole gamut of the menu yeah. could be hidden in different techniques so there's some basic techniques probably the most straightforward one is uh, you have a couple of straggler leftover rolls that you just couldn't possibly eat. You just kind of take the rolls and scatter them amongst people's plates and in sort of a half-eaten state. Uh, as though, oh, I tried to eat this food, but I just couldn't. Absolutely. Um, that, that's one of my personal favorites. That's that's an easy one that you can do uh, that, that works for, for most, most, most times. But sometimes you need to sort of step it up a little bit and get a little bit more advanced with your your techniques uh sam do you have any examples of some of the more high-end uh so i'm going to talk about one of the more uh expert moves um i call it well i'm not sure who came up with the name it could have been Warren himself just the the grenade is how he would just just yell what the grenade oh but he would just yell it you know great and it's where you you know you take a piece of it works best with an individual piece of sushi because it's very Holdable in, in your hand. I would Portable, say. yeah. Portable, yeah. You just put it in your hand, do a little once over looking, you know, give me your three o'clock, your nine o'clock. You guys can't day. see this, but it looks like Sam's looking around before he tells a racist joke. It's one of those kind of Yeah, looks. you do one of those type of head motions and then you just toss the sushi item. So so Sam right now just head took took his hand and sort of o'clock fashion. Yeah, lobbed it back as though he's uh He's doing one of the... Wow, I can't come up with a good analogy for this. Uh, as though he's doing one of those blindfolded basketball challenges, those one in a million shots where you sort of grab the basketball and throw it behind you and hope to God that it hits that backboard right into that, right into the net. But instead of that, you're grabbing a piece of sushi and lobbing it back behind you and splatting it against... Can I interject the for yeah, a, a moment here? That actually reminds me of another interesting segment, uh, Ari Talk Sports, <laughs> which is a, a real treat. I didn't think we'd get to that in the very first episode. But uh, I'll just give you a little bit of context before I hand it over to Ariel Zelnick. Uh, Ari is many things, but one of the things that he is not is a sportsman. Excuse you. And um, so whenever we get the chance to have him talk about anything to do with sports, it's quite a treat. Um, so I'm going to let him let him go. I grew up in the era of Brian Butterfield. I grew up in the era of Dennis Rodman. Those are the only two sport people that I know. Uh, one of them is a baseballist and the other one is a basketballer. Um, let's see how, let's, I'll just, I'm just going to go through uh, the Toronto teams cause that's all I really care about. Uh, the Leafs are doing badly. Uh, the Jays, uh, had a great season. Uh, they had to get rid of their, 
pitch pitcher uh batter uh his name i'm looking at sam he's giving me a nod his name is uh yep that's his name edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion, of course and he was on loan from the jays or he is now a free mason Wow! Wow! So many things to talk about here. Free bird, free mason, free agent, free agent. Yeah, and he recently just signed with the team that eliminated us in the playoffs, which is of course the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers. Indians. Coincidentally, the Cavaliers also beat us in the playoffs in basketball. It was a tough year for us. Team. Those are both Cleveland. Right. Okay. Great. And the Raptors, I actually do know about. They're doing decently um they're actually on pace to be the best raptors team ever uh they are uh, record thanks to uh drake um <laughs> drake is their newest uh, starting forward on the team and so he's just been doing very well uh he's his shoes are definitely not regulation uh he's been getting fined every every game for those shoes but uh but drake is doing very well as our starting forward is number, number 35 um is there another sport that i missed um, Any questions? I mean, I have a few comments. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't ask for comments. I asked for questions. Any questions? Uh, no questions. Uh, I, I, I guess you could inform us about some of the less well-known Toronto sports teams. Oh. The CFL team, the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, sure, the Argonauts. There's the uh, MLS team, TFC, which actually had its best season ever this year. Yeah. So the, here, let me get real for a second. I didn't. I did not know that TFC was doing well this season until Sam told me this. Um, I've never been to a TFC match. They're not called games; they're called matches. I learned that. Wow. Um, and but I have been to some other MLS uh, games, matches. Sorry, I just said that they're called matches, <laughs> and uh, and they were fine. Uh, TFC did not win. Went, they went, made it to the finals. Made it to the finals and lost against the Seattle. Here we go, Seattle Sound. Seattle Supersonics. Wow. Great reference to an old uh, basketball team. Yeah. I don't know. Seattle. They lost to Seattle. Um, and I'll tell you about the Argonauts right now. Uh, they are a CFL team. Great. Uh, that actually is all you need to know about them. So... Great job. Thank you. Um, and if that is all you have to say about sports right now, we could return to uh, getting rid of sushi unless you yeah. have one, one final. No, that's please. Can we get back to getting rid of sushi? All please. Right, right. For the so love of that, God. Now that uh, we went off on a bit of a tangent there, I'd like to thank Ari for that sports segment. Uh, and now I think he can explain some of the other techniques to uh, take pieces of unfinished food and, and hide them from, from the wait staff. Sure. Uh, this is actually, I think Sam invented this one, or if he didn't, then he definitely perfected it. Um, it's just, it's called the, it's called the kettle. Basically you just order some, some hot green tea that you would at, an, at any sushi establishment. Uh, ideally, if you're with big, big enough people, uh, by the way, the Seattle Sounders was the name of the team. So I wasn't far off. I just got a live update from Sam. Um, and use my, use my iPhone to, to Google it. In case anyone was wondering. Are we going back to Sam Talks About Technology? No, <laughs> no, no. no. The, the listeners have had enough okay, for, for one episode. Thank God. Uh, you basically order a hot green tea uh, kettle. Because if they, if they bring you enough, then they kind of bring you the, the little teapot. Uh, you just open up that teapot. 
Uh, you obviously pour yourself some green tea beforehand. You open up that teapot and you just cram it full of as much sushi as can fit in there. Uh, the waitstaff is in for a sweet treat when they open up that teapot to dump out the remaining contents of what they thought was green tea, but was actually just a bunch of assholes uh, cramming their teapots full of sushi. Absolutely. And the, the beauty of that technique is that doesn't usually occur till, till you've left the premises. Yeah, so, it's true. It's lovely. We, have we ever gotten into trouble at a sushi place? You know what? It's interesting that you, that you brought that up because, um, like we were talking about earlier, hockey sushi was really our mainstay during our time in high school. Right. But uh, where our high school is located, within walking distance, there was another sushi place, which uh-huh. we tried going to once. And yes. we did have a, a bad time. We did. We did and have we a bad time. We actually had somewhat of an altercation with, I, th- I think, just one of the waitstaff who then turned out to be a manager, or maybe he called his manager over. There were multiple multiple wait staff were involved in this thing. And let me just set the stage. We're in high school. We're definitely pricks. There's no doubt about it. We're absolute douchebag prick high school losers. Well, I'd say we were just run of the mill annoying kids. Okay. Maybe that's a, yeah, maybe that's a more fair statement. But to this day, I believe that they were being assholes to us. And I agree. We we certainly, um, you know, could have asked some additional questions, but as we mentioned, there were a lot of sushi places that were popping up in our area at that time period. And this was the only one that we ever really had this problem with. And I think that they were actually in the wrong with the way they had their menu labeled. Agreed. So I realize we're talking in generalities. Let's actually state the premise yeah. for this altercation. Right. So what happened was, you know, we were ordering all the off the all you can eat menu. And in addition to our sushi items, we ordered soft drinks or pop as we call it here in the great white north that is canada and in most if not all of the other sushi places we had frequented you could order you know as many cokes or sprites as you wanted within the context of the menu and it was just included in your one-stop shop all you can eat price they basically just bought racks of like 36 whatever soft drinks and just yeah i mean it was no big deal for the for the places and then when we were ready to pay at this place they actually told us that you know, everyone owed an additional like five, six dollars, something to that effect for ordering like uh, three Cokes here, two Sprites there, maybe even a Sprite Zero. The annoying thing about it, Sprite Zero, that's an Orin Kuma reference, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. We had one friend specifically who loved that awful drink. <laughs> wow. That's a wow. That's a real deep cut on, on the references. Um, I, I do what I do. <laughs> Let that be known. Um. Yeah, so so I think the issue the issue is twofold, and I don't know if we've like spoken that much about this in person, even off mic. Two things which you mentioned. The first is that I believe we had gone there before, and and soft drinks were included. I think I it actually was, forgot about that detail, but if if you're remembering that, I, I I believe you. But the other annoying thing about it was the manager, whoever it was, said, "Go find me any other sushi restaurants that have." included this drinks policy, in, yeah. in this policy and we're like we can literally name you five we were thrilled because we at that point we knew we were in the right because if that was you know the point that he was trying to make that no one would have that ludicrous policy he was he was just dead wrong but the silly part is that like we really shouldn't have gone i mean and we didn't that wasn't the point but like the fact he's asking us to go on this like wild goose chase of like find me another one like as though it's like a personal thing like yeah. it's yeah. kind of stupid it's really under their onus like you're right you know if they're if that's their policy fine but it it was not represented properly on their menu and you know what happened to the customer is always right like 
you know, maybe it would have cost him a couple dollars here or there, but he would have retained our business. Again, it was so close to our high school. We loved sushi. You know, we're growing boys. We eat a ton. Is this good podcast content? <laughs> we're talking about policies for sushi restaurants. I think I think it is. I think this is a relatable Aubrey's, problem. Aubrey is shaking his head no. So just so, so everybody knows. Yeah, let's give, let's give the viewers uh, a bit more context. Viewers, viewers listeners. <laughs> Sam Sam's brother Aubrey has been has been sitting on the couch this whole time just listening to us dumb idiots uh reminisce about the past which really isn't much different than any other time we hang out. Yeah, yeah the difference is now we have microphones and so, and and that's actually the so only actually, difference. It's actually worse for Aubrey. It's actually a lot worse for Aubrey. Uh, cuz we're also trying to ham it up a bit, which yeah. is great. But, uh, um, I don't know. I think he seems entertained. I, I saw him laughing over there. Oh, he was just motioning that I wasn't talking well enough to the microphone. Yeah, but uh, I think call. Ari can actually edit this postcast. That's not how that he, works. He's a he's a tech genius, from what I understand. Yeah, no, I am a tech genius. That's right. So um, let it be known that if my voice sounds amazing later, it's because of his technology. If it's not, it's because of Sam's. Well, that I guess. Yeah. By that logic, it's because I wasn't talking well enough into my blue snowball microphone. So Sam just got a new microphone just for podcasting, which I think is awesome. Sam is committed to the cast. I'm a castman, if you will. He's a cast. And somehow. yeah, this this we decided this was going to be a fun little hobby of ours, especially now that we're living in different cities. We yeah. do this, you know, once a week and just shoot the shit. And yeah, you know, I was willing to get a, what I believe is a nice little little mic for this endeavor. Excellent. We got plenty more stories, but I feel like for first episode, that was pretty good. Aubrey, what's your rating on a one to 10? How do you think that that episode went? Um, He gave us a six. Uh, I think we should try to get it up to an eight for next episode. Any, any tips? Um, Should we, should we get him in on one of the microphones? You think for, for next time or for right now? For right now. Yeah. Get him on the mic. Aubrey, get the fuck over here. Uh, this is a new segment that we're adding to the podcast called Aubrey Rates, which is basically just where we get Aubrey to rate things. In this case, it's uh, it's this podcast episode. So we get you gave us a six. But for for scaling, should we have him rate something else first, a known item in the world, yeah. just to get you know where his baseline is? That's a great idea. Let's get him to rate. Uh, oh God. Um. Uh, you know those lint chocolates, those like cir- circular ones. Yeah, what's your rating on that? One to ten. You got to talk into the mic, buddy. I'd have to say those would be a uh, a ten. Holy shit! A perfect they're, ten they're out of ten. Pretty good. They're, yeah, okay. They're, they're pretty good. And so we got a six on this podcast. So, I so how do we get how do we get to lint level? After after hearing his lint rating, I would say he's a generous rater. So for us to get a six, <laughs> true. I'm actually true. a little a little upset. <laughs> We might have to have a talk later off mic. In most people's language, that would be a three. <laughs> I think personally, you you uh, your stories were great, but you need to make them a little more, maybe relatable, potentially. Fuck you. Maybe maybe. Um, no, that's, that's I'm, totally I'm pointing fair. to Sam here, but um, maybe maybe a little bit less. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. Ex- just a lot of explanation, a lot of like, a lot of wordiness. Sam tries to weave a narrative. And, he, you know, and really... he, he tries to like just sound a lot. Uh, okay. Oh, this is a new. This is a new. This is a new segment of the podcast called "Let's Shit on Sam." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah sorry. sorry sorry sam um <laughs> where sam just is in the room as his brother and his friend berate him for a while um yeah aubrey sorry you were saying something about no sam's I, well it's kind of mean but i was just gonna say that he, he tries to sound a lot smarter than he really i think this is a better podcast than our podcast <laughs> Sam is smart, but you know, like he just has to trust that he, he, you know, he's got what it takes. You have what it takes, Sam. All right. Well, (laughs) that was our inaugural episode of friends forever. Uh, this is Ari signing off. This is Sam, uh, also signing off. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) Wait, let Aubrey sign off. Okay. This is Aubrey signing off. And, uh, we, we hope we do this again. Maybe. Uh, one last segment, actually. Okay. Um, it is currently the Festival of Lights. It is, Do you want to finish with a song? It is... Tonight will be the fifth night of Hanukkah. Yeah. This is a very special year this year, as the first night of Hanukkah was also Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it technically was Chrismaka. Yeah, not, not technically. Just, not it was. just an amalgamation, you know, that people talk about December every year. And I believe it won't happen again for something like 10 years. I have no idea. Um, well, we can fact, fact check that uh, postcast. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. And the thing. last day is New Year's. And yeah, and the last, day the last New Year's. night of Hanukkah is, is New Year's on, on the Gregorian candle, let, let us be clear. I mean, some of us believe... In a different type of calendar of the lunar persuasion. And those people would be wrong. I was going to say those people would be Jews, but... Wrong. Um, either way, would we like to uh, finish off the cast with some Hanukkah songs? Yeah, you pick one. Um, I had a little dreidel? Yeah. Three, two, one... I had a little dreidel, I made it out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, oh dreidel, I shall play. Oh dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, oh dreidel, I shall play. Nice.